I have a very ambitious video for you today, uh, and I'm not sure if I can pull it off, but we'll see. <laughs> In today's video, I want to talk about the number one mistake I believe people make when they fall in love. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome irrational jealousy, overcome retroactive jealousy, and often save their relationships. If you'd like to connect with me or you'd like more information about my products and services, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. Before I get into it, I'll just mention that the main reason I'm talking about this today and the main reason I know this is a mistake is because I made it myself uh, a long time ago and I learned some painful lessons as a result of this mistake. So when I talk about these mistakes, when I share these videos, frequently I'm talking based on personal experience aside from my coaching practice over the past eight plus years. I'm not trying to sell myself as one who never makes mistake in relationships. That would be insane and a lie. So I only know this is a mistake because I've done it myself. I believe the number one mistake people make when they fall in love, I would say particularly younger people, is spending way too much time together. Way too much time together. You know, I've made this mistake too when I was younger, you know, moving in together way too fast, giving up on our friendships, giving up on our hobbies, feeling like because we're getting all of our social needs met by one person, that we can neglect all of our other extremely valuable social connections. Now I should note, this is by no means an original idea on my part. One of the people I think who sums this idea up really nicely and perhaps best is the psychotherapist Esther Perel, who wrote, by the way, my favorite book, I would say, probably, yeah, probably my favorite book on long-term relationships. It's called Mating in Captivity. If you haven't read that book, please add it to your list. Absolutely great stuff. But Esther Perel talks about this idea that in the modern era, and by the way, this is a very modern problem. Couples weren't doing this a thousand years ago, which is interesting in and of itself. But anyway, Perel talks about this idea that nowadays we expect one person, our intimate partner, to fulfill all of the roles and all of our social needs the way an entire village used to fulfill these needs in the past. So in other words, nowadays we expect our partner to be our therapist, our partner, often our co-parent, often our personal chef, our personal trainer, our best friend, our sexual co-adventurer, you know, on and on and on and on. We expect one person to provide us with all the intimacy and social connections that an entire village used to provide. And obviously, this is insane. This is absolutely insane because no one person can truly do that for long. Now, if you have a great intimate partner and you're deeply in love, that person obviously can add enormous dimensions to your life and they can spend some time filling multiple roles in your life as the case may be. But at the end of the day, we still need our friends. We still need our acquaintances. We still need distance from our partner on a regular basis. And sometimes I wanna emphasize, it is extremely difficult to take this distance because those love hormones are absolutely jacked and we're having incredible sex and they like the same movies we like and they listen to the same records that we listen to and oh wow, they're also into music the same way I am and all these things and we feel like, well, I found my best friend, my lover who I can have sex with and she's amazing and yada, yada, yada. Well, I don't really need my buddies anymore. You know, I can quit my band. I don't need to go out drinking with my friends every once in a while. You get my drift. And for a while, when we do this, everything is good. For a while, this is fun. For a while, it feels like we're creating our own little secret world with our lover, where it's just us against the world. We're in this little you know, lover's cocoon, shall we say. But eventually, this leads to a process of what some people would call depolarization. 
You know, the attraction, the magnetism that originally drew us together starts to become less and less and less because we're depolarizing from each other. We're becoming more alike. And obviously this isn't good for attraction, you know. We start picking up each other's habits and interests and gestures and all of a sudden what initially drew us to our partner becomes lost because we kind of forgot about it because we've spent so much time together in this little lover's cocoon and we've neglected the parts of ourselves that make us us and the parts of ourselves that our partner was drawn to all those years or months ago. And again, I learned this lesson, you know, when I was a, a much younger man. The first time I fell like capital L in love, head over heels, absolutely smitten. I neglected all of my other friendships. I stopped hanging out with my male friends. I neglected my hobbies in some ways. I moved in way too fast, <laughs> a huge mistake. I did all of the textbook things that young people tend to do when they fall deeply in love. And of course it cost me. And it puts so much undue and unnecessary pressure on that relationship. This is another problem. It puts so much pressure on our partner to fulfill all these roles that again, no person can fulfill. It's simply impossible for us to fill all these roles for our partner or for our partner to fill all these roles for us. By the way, this also can absolutely lead to irrational jealousy, whether it's irrational jealousy of our partner in the present or incredible retroactive jealousy where we're irrationally jealous about our partner's past. Because when we've built someone up so much, when we've encouraged them and invited them to fill this enormous presence in our lives, when we've invited them to fill all of these different social roles in our lives, to occupy this impossible position in our lives, all of a sudden there can be an enormous amount of fear associated with that. In particular, a fear of loss and a real sensitivity and hyper-awareness to any kind of outside threats that could potentially take this person away from us. When we've invited our partner to fill so many roles in our life, obviously the fear associated with the loss of this person goes way up because we know on some level that if we lose this person, we'll be screwed because our friends will likely have kind of gained a lot of distance from us because we haven't been maintaining those friendships. And all of a sudden, all of these roles in our life will go unfulfilled. So of course, this can exacerbate and embolden feelings of irrational jealousy and possessiveness because we're so scared to death of losing this person because really, this is our entire social life. This is our entire social world that we feel we'll lose if we lose this person. And as I often emphasize on this channel, human beings are social to the core. We need other human beings. And I'm saying that as an introvert with a capital I, I am an absolute introvert, but I still know that I need other people. I need to push myself to be social sometimes because it's good for me, even when I don't necessarily feel like being social. So what's the solution? Here's the problem of you know, inviting this person to fulfill all of these roles in our life. What is the solution? I think the solution is multifaceted, but at the end of the day, maintain your friendships. Don't let those friendships fall by the wayside. Spend time without your partner out in the world, you know, socializing out in the world without your partner. Maintain your hobbies and interests and the things that your partner was originally on some level drawn to in the beginning, because it's good for them, it's good for attraction, it's good for the relationship, but it's also good for you. Remember who you were before you met your partner, as difficult as it is, and I know it's difficult. When you're having incredible sex and those hormones are jacked and all the rest, I get it, it's extremely difficult, but you need to remember who you are without them. I would also say, Encourage your partner to feel safe doing the same thing. Encourage them to go out without you sometimes. Go out and you know, spend time with their friends. Encourage them to maintain their friendships. Encourage them to maintain their own lives separate from you. Because the irony is 
These are the things that you two were drawn to in the beginning. There was a certain element of, you know, autonomy and mystery that you were drawn to in your partner. That if you don't encourage, eventually this autonomy and mystery will drift away. And that's really bad news for the relationship. The good news through all of this is that the more you encourage your partner to do these things and the more you do this yourself, maintain your social connections, you know, go out without each other sometimes, maintain your hobbies and interests, maintain doing the things that make you you, the more you both do this, the irony is, the better a chance your relationship will survive the better a chance your relationship will eventually succeed and even thrive. Because you're not putting all of your social eggs in one basket. You're not putting all kinds of incredible pressure on this beautiful thing that you're creating. You're letting the relationship to flourish naturally, maintaining your own lives, maintaining your own identities. Resisting the urge to completely merge, ironically, will help you have a better chance at a healthy, long-lasting, intimate relationship. I wish I learned this lesson younger in life. And maybe you have to go through and make these mistakes yourself to really learn them, to really internalize these lessons. But once I learn these lessons, my relationships have never been better. And everyone I know who follows the same path has the same experience. Don't put all your social eggs in one basket. Don't make your partner your world. Maintain your own life. Encourage your partner to maintain theirs. And you'll have the best shot at a truly healthy, happy, long-lasting, long-term relationship. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.